Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Okay, we're talking about the third yama, asteya. Asteya, and it means stealing, literally, is the literal translation. And when it's combined with the prefix, it yields the third yama, which means non-stealing. Right. And this, you know, coupled with our kindness and our truth is another of the pillars of our behavior in Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it seems fairly obvious, right? The do's and the don'ts of not stealing. Like, you know, you think about some of the global problems that we're having right now of of literal robbery. But, you know, in, in the world of morality, we would say to steal is wrong, right? right? Like as a general practice, I don't think any religion would condone it. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's a pretty universal law, right? Yeah. And and it's a universal law in faith and religion. It's a universal law in, you know, the general like written laws in your states and counties and cities. Right. So, I mean, it, it seems like it should be fairly <clears throat> basic, but I think the concept that we're talking about here in the yoga concept is much more than just literally putting your paw on somebody's property and taking it. But mm-hmm. instead, it can be stealing of all kinds of things like stealing mm-hmm. of time and stealing of joy and mm-hmm. stealing of energy and the list yeah. can go on. Because we do generally associate it with tangible things. But I personally feel like the intangible thefts are much worse. The stealing of information, the stealing of our emotions, the stealing of our energy, those kind of things. Sometimes you can't ever replace them. The stealing stealing of your safety, your feeling of security, um, that kind of stuff, it's hard to ever replace. And it's never quite the same when you can replace it because it's been tarnished. Yeah. Absolutely. And you think about it from a standpoint of, okay, yes. So if someone does break into my home and, you know, steal my TV or, you know, whatever, like those are things, as you say, I I can, although maybe inconvenient and expensive, I can replace them. Mm -hmm. But to have somebody steal your time especially if it's repetitively or have somebody like you suggest steal your safety, like this leaves damage for years Mm -hmm. and years and years. And sometimes it's, it's not fixable. Right. Literally not fixable. And how many of us allow people to steal our sense of peace by allowing them to dump negative energy and negative junk and all their garbage on us? I know I do that a lot. Yeah. You know, but it's, I don't, it, it depends on the context and depends on the person. I don't mind it. Yeah. But when it's just, I'm sitting there having a nice, happy day and someone I don't really even know comes and just vomits negativity on me. I'm just like, hmm. Well, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and it, it is like all things on us to create that safe boundary mm-hmm. and, you know, protect ourselves from that. But sometimes, you know, it's a little things like, you know, people who are chronically late. That's just a disrespect to the person you're meeting or the group of people or meeting that you're attending. If you're chronically late, that just shows mm-hmm. that you feel their time isn't as important as your time. Like, hey. I love that example. Love that. Because people never think about that when they're late, stealing from someone else's time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. we're all busy. And and yeah, you maybe say, oh, okay, well, it's one thing if, you know, you get in a car accident on the way the meeting yeah. and you're late. Okay, this is, you know, but if this is something where you, you know, you have a standing weekly meeting at three o'clock and Jim Bob Joe doesn't show up until 307 every Wednesday, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just, this is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Well, how many times have you been in a yoga class and you have somewhere to be and you've been so excited all day long to get to a yoga class and it's supposed to start at 5 p.m. and at 5.05, it still hadn't started because the instructor's talking to everyone in class or she's still checking people in. And that's a way of stealing too, because I, you know, have gone to this class and I'm ready to start at five because I was there to start at five. So there's all kinds of ways of stealing that you really just don't even think about. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And this is, we have a policy that the door is locked at the time class starts for exactly Mm -hmm. that reason. You Mm -hmm. know, we understand that maybe your one circumstance made you late today, but we also have, you know, 15 other people who are paying and have come on time. Yeah. And, you know, um, I'm sorry that I can't honor you on this given day, but set your alarm and show up early. Yeah. It's, it's a hard and fast rule, but, you know, sometimes it's a tough lesson for people to realize that, you know, they thought they were the only one that was busy and then didn't realize, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, 13 other people have to get home too. Like, yeah, you know, we all have things yeah. and places to be. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, this whole thing, you know, how you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. Yeah, so am I. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, we've had a whole episode on busy and we know that I hate when someone says they're busy. Yeah. That drives me out of my skull. And I do have to be careful that I don't say it because people these days wear it like a badge of honor. And when they take their busy and they interrupt my world that, you know, or anyone else's world, it affects, you know, they're stealing part of their energy and, you know, their happiness and their peace and their time. And this, this seems to be hitting me like right at the right time, this topic of a stay or non-stealing, because right now, you know, some of us in the offices have gone back to working from home because there's a high prevalence of, you know, COVID again. And it was so I just think to myself, you know, we did such a good job of working from home last year. And now this year, maybe because it's so close to the holidays or it's happened right between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but it feels like half of my team is just on freaking vacation uh-huh. like, like show up like, where are you you know like yeah. and to me that's stealing right mm-hmm. so if you're literally not going to work today because you're you know dicking around doing some other thing fine then take <laughs> vacation time yeah. right because I'm working and it bothers yeah. me that you're not giving it your all why should I give it my all right 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 exactly sorry well, I do <laughs> I do have a practice tip for us, um, because the urge to steal arises kind of from a sense of unhappiness and incompleteness and envy a lot of times. The solution is to practice giving any chance you get. So give uh, give food, give money, give of your time. Since wealth is ultimately a state of mind, you feel increasingly wealthy. And through that selfless giving, your sense of inner wealth may bring you more outer wealth as well. But, you know, so if you feel like that that's a place where you're challenged, then just practice giving. I love that because I have that in my notes too, is that the biggest and easiest way to combat this feeling is to flip it over and turn it into generosity, which is exactly Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Generosity with your time, your service. If it equates to money, it equates to money. Generosity with money too. But like you said, it's actually in that process of giving Mm -hmm. that 
that you begin to start to feel fulfilled. And instead Mm -hmm. of looking at the losses, you begin to see, oh, what part of your cup is actually overflowing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people think that giving takes so much extra time and takes so much extra energy and so much money and they don't have time to give. But you know what? Really and truly, and I know this is corny as crap, you really can just give someone a smile. If you see them having a hard day or just give them a compliment. It doesn't have to be something that takes a lot from you, but it may mean the world to the person that you're giving that compliment to. 100%. A hundred percent. Giving kindness. So now we've coupled it back with the first of the yamas, but it's just this place of if I change my mindset Mm -hmm. and I make it about what can I do for others, then we're going to start to notice that that starts to roll off on other people. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. This Mm -hmm. practice of non-possessiveness helps us to examine our assumptions and guides us back to healthy relationships with others also. And, you know, a lot of times when you're, let's say in a marriage, a lot of times if you've been married a long time, you end up, you can steal joy and all kinds of stuff from the people that you love the most in the world. Without even without even thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so sit back and look at the relationships. And, you know, I know that some of our closest friends some of our siblings, whatever, those can be relationships that sometimes we take for granted because we know they're always going to be there. And, you know, stealing can be even something not being there for someone when they need you. Or just not answering the phone, not paying attention, like, oh, Mm -hmm. how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? But not actually hearing the answer. Not being present with them. It's, It's amazing because, as you say, in some of our you know, closest relationships, we become complacent. Yeah, we and do. it's when we become complacent that all of a sudden we don't realize that we've lost that little mm-hmm. chip of, of uh, generosity. And, you know, ultimately, I think Estaya, the non-stealing Yama, is, is telling us that instead of taking from somebody, it's actually about leaving them with something more. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. You know, one thing that I mentioned a minute ago that I would love to get your thoughts on. I mentioned that, you know, you had that urge to steal kind of comes from that sense of unhappiness or being incomplete or envious. So a lot of times when people are stealing of our time or stealing of our energy, what do you think about that? A lot of times it really maybe they need to get a little introspective and look and see where where that's coming from. You know, it's funny because... I was just actually talking about this with my daughter today. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that even like, you know, we could tie it to self-image or body image and, and, you know, even just having the comment of, oh gosh, I wish I had their body, Mm -hmm. right? Like right there in that split second, you stole a little energy from them. Mm -hmm. And in the flip, you're Mm -hmm. stealing back from yourself. You're taking, you're taking more out of yourself by, and I don't, I want to be careful when I say this, but wasting time on jealousy. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is literally a waste of time. Yeah. It's a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. We all do it. I'm not saying that we're perfect or above it. I'm I'm just like the next person. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it at the end of the day, it gained you nothing. Right. It and just in, makes you feel worse about your yeah, life. It actually yeah. took something from you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Stealing from yourself even. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a big thing. Our negative self-talk is quite literally stealing from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we have a day that we're just feeling bummed out and unhappy, who have we stolen some joy from that we normally might give it to, you know? Yeah. That's a tricky question, right? Like Mm -hmm. you look at it and you're like, oh crap. I did that today. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of snotty with someone today because I was annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but not, not us, but you know. (laughs) No, it was definitely me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there is no perfect. And like we always say, yoga is a practice. And the more we work at it, the better off, you know, we're going to come out in the end, but it is a practice. Mm -hmm. That is true. You know, well, let me just, let me just say this. So one thing, uh, I know we did our little book reviews and I've reviewed the book, The Language of Yen by Gabrielle Harris. In her book, she does have practices for the different yamas and niyamas. And for Asteya, she suggests pretty much that you open your heart. So she's got quite a few heart opening poses and she's got some twisting poses to kind of wring out the energy in your core. And um, she does have some forward folds, some yielding, some giving and letting go poses. So if you're feeling like, well, you know, I kind of want to get me some yin on to work on this estate, (laughs) then you can check out her book. And um, she does have some flows in there for that. I love that. I love that. Heart opening to encourage our generosity. I love the idea of forward folding to release and maybe let go of some of that jealousy. Mm -hmm. I love that. All good Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. You know, another thing, um, how many times, and this is totally a random thought here, how many times have you been to a buffet and you see the person, there's like three pieces of meat left in the chicken dish and someone right in front of you takes all of it without even thinking of the people behind you. You know, I mean, we could go down a huge little rabbit hole thinking of all the ways that people can unknowingly still... You know, you totally, now you like have opened a different can of worms because (laughs) like I, I have thought about this many times where I, and I know that this is my body image stuff. And I know that this is my brain on, we'll say scarcity overdrive, but I know that I have been places where in, instead of being the person who took the last three pieces, Mm -hmm. being the person behind them, hoping that they don't, Like, (laughs) like, please don't take that from me because I need it and I don't need it but it's funny how my mind sometimes goes to this place of is there going to be enough for me and and Uh I've never been hungry and I don't know where that comes from other than Mm -hmm. I think maybe just growing up with a you know bunch of siblings and we all fought for who got to have the last helping or whatever it was (laughs) but it's it's really funny that you brought that up because I'm like wow like that's and, well, you were the baby too, so no one ever let you get much, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, we go down Tanya's list of psychoses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why uh, we practice yoga. Yeah, this is why. But anyway, check out more info on Asteya. It's, it is funny to me when we started going through these and we first started talking about, we're like, I wonder if we'll have enough to see to do a whole episode on each one. Oh, you know, we can obviously go down all kinds of little rabbit holes, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're good at. I love it. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas. On a Pod, signing off. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.